Thanks for downloading the Nightcap Series 2, sponsored by Guzborn. More on them later when we grab ourselves a drink. And for the price of a cup of coffee a month, you can support the pod on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash the nightcap, where we are giving away signed menus from Paul's Michelin star restaurant. As well as that, we've got an exclusive opportunity to come and have a meal at Salt before sitting in on a season three recording. That's patreon.com forward slash the nightcap. Oh, and just before we get into it, there was a slight audio glitch in our recording. So halfway through the podcast, you'll notice the quality of the audio change um, to a slightly lesser quality. But all the content's still there and the story, so let's get into it. to the nightcap life behind the Michelin star a late night lock in here where some of the best chefs in the country candidly discuss and debate all things culinary over a few drinks episode gee you jump starting us on this why you can't wait to get it open I'm thirsty I've not done any work tonight <laughs> but I'm thirsty it's episode 5 of series 2 right now and we're sat upstairs as always at Salt in Stratford-upon-Avon Shakespeare's home in the heart of Warwickshire uh, it's just gone 10 o'clock at night service is wrapping up downstairs let me introduce myself and what the hell we're all doing here my name's Simon Alexander. I'm a podcaster, producer, and daytime cooking show contestant. To my left, playing host, Michelin star head chef of Salt, Mr. Paul Foster. How are you doing? You're right, yeah? Very good, mate. And our guest today, after years under the guise of Nathan Outlaw, has very recently had his new restaurant in Hackneywick, Cornerstone, awarded Best London Restaurant at the AA Awards, and was the highest scoring finalist in the 2017 Great British Menu Series, Mr. Tom Brown. How are you doing, buddy? I'm good. Awesome. Very good. How was dinner, firstly? First time here with oh, eating, was it? Yeah, no. I've not been to Stratford before. Haven't you? First but um, no, it's it's. Do you know it's funny when when Paul said he was opening in Stratford years ago, um, I thought he meant around the corner from us. Oh, right, yeah, 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 I thought he meant like the Olympic Park. I was like, oh, that'll be alright, <laughs> wouldn't it? But um, but no, uh, yes, I've not been before. But um, no, delicious, just 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 lovely. You know, like yeah. I'm 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 funny about food, and what I like. Do you mean I, like that? I, I do, I, well, I don't like I don't like pretense. I don't like fannying around I don't like lots of prissy little this and that people try I just, too I, hard I just, yeah, yeah I just like flavour yeah. I like things and the ones that sort of stuck up for me I said to you downstairs the carrot I bet everyone says about the carrots yeah everyone says like that, mate yeah. I, want, I just want a bath in that chicken <laughs> I want to be like Cleopatra you know I just want people to wash it over me and just <laughs> chuck a straw in I want to get involved and uh, and the the, the, the tartar the, the deer tartar uh, yeah. just, oh, we, just we delicious we got a little sneak of that upstairs actually oh it's just lovely that mayo just, the bonfire mayo just quickly yeah, turn us through the so smoky, like yeah. it's beautiful. Yeah, just make a really put me for it while I get a pen and paper. <laughs> actually, it's, it's in the book. You've got the book. It's yeah, in yeah, there. yeah, oh, yeah. Nice Knows what he's doing. Thirty-nine in the restaurant. Really good book. <laughs> um, yeah, just cold sunflower oil, and then just get your barbecue going. When you're cold, white hot, just drop a couple in your oil, cover it, nice. let it go cold pass it and then make a mayonnaise with that with loads of mustard mm, that's beautiful. it it was that's insane simple. yeah beautiful. yeah really good but no that was a thing about dinner it's just like I like to sit there and just 
like to we always talk about our work with like doing the face the, you know the face when you eat something good and you're like, <laughs> <laughs> like you know that like satisfaction yeah just yeah it just lights your mouth up that's what food should be it, ma- it makes it all worth it like having jobs where i've been sort of stuck in the kitchen behind the wall and then now like you an open kitchen you see yeah. that and you see customers with that face and it's like yeah you can pick up when they're genuinely enjoying it yeah, no. that's the best part of the job surely yeah yeah there's not many other glamorous bits so. I, I, I looked at, I looked over at one of the tables the other day um, and they were eating and the, and the girl who was eating she literally she went like that and she started waving her fork <laughs> and she was like and she was like I could, I could hear what she was saying she was like that's my fucking favourite and I was like I was like let's look, 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 look. Yeah, and I was it. like do you know what I mean you gas, you gas about that like you, you're happy that's what you do it that's why you get yeah, up in the morning yeah. so. it must be the equivalent of like a footballer scoring a goal and seeing the fans go mad yeah that totally or you know yeah we're basically footballers that, yeah exactly basically footballers yeah, I'll take that yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay that's coming awesome. up on today's podcast we're going to be talking about going solo and uh, owning your first restaurant. On top of that, we'll be chatting about mentors and where our chefs draw influence and inspiration. We'll go through Great British Menu and the rise of a chef's popularity and the usual bits too. Boiling point and some home cooking hacks and myths for you to take away. But before we get into that, this is a nightcap, so let's grab a glass, shall we? We are delighted to have Gusborns on board, paired with us for Series 2 of the nightcap. They've kindly sent us a plethora of world-class wines from their estate in Kent. So we're opening a different bottle every episode. What is this one we've got tonight, Paul? Uh, so this is this is their rosé, so like effectively pink champagne for but not champagne. So it's um, off my head. Here's my sommelier bit. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what I'm talking you about. You're a bit out of your comfort zone when you're talking yeah, about this. I'm, g- I'm going to blag it, but Go on, Paul. there'll be some sommelier on Twitter giving me shit. Like, what's that knob on about? He's a chef. Um, so it's P- um, all grown in Kent on, uh, I think most of this is Boot Hill, which is one of their vineyards. Um, Pinot Noir, Chardonnay, Pinot Meunier, like a, almost like classic um, sort of pink champagne, but really fresh, really like English garden, strawberries. Beautiful. What are you serving with this if you're doing it downstairs? Uh, well, it's an aperitif, really. That's the best, best way to have it, just yeah. before your meal, yeah. Love yeah, it. Don't, don't waste it and have food with it, just drink it. Yeah. <laughs> Love the attitude. No, it's good. Delicious. Yeah, man. That is really, beautiful. That's nice, isn't it? Yeah. Do you, when you, do you get into the wine side much at your place? Do you go like, oh. Do you know what? I'm quite happy to admit that I know very, very little about wine. Sure. Um, in terms of grape varieties and fermentation and, and uh, terroirs and all that, I, d- I don't know. I, pr- I probably don't know enough, if yeah. I'm honest. Um, I, f- I find it so interesting um, when you get a good sommelier telling you about it. And I remember the one. It's, like, it's like a magician, though. Yeah, like, t- what are you talking about? This is um, it's <laughs> a knowledge. It's like oh, totally. Like, oh, I mean, obviously, we'll talk about we'll talk about names later, but. Um, Damo, who's the who's a sommelier there, I could listen to him. Do you know what? If he, he's South African, and if he said what he was saying in that accent with that passion about paint drying, <laughs> I'd be like, I'd pull up a chair, man. Like, <laughs> honestly, like it's just amazing, That's a skill, yeah. and it's like it is like a magician. Yeah. It's like a magician because I don't know what they're doing, like, and I don't know what they're talking about, and I do I do find it interesting. I think I'm getting better. You know, I've got a lot of friends who are very into wine. Um, and when we opened Cornerstone, um, when we first started, we did lots and lots of natural wine. Um, and that was just because I love Carter's. Mm-hmm. Like, I know you've had Brad on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, the wine list there is just amazing. And I remember going there and just being like mesmerized by what they're talking about. Yeah, and I, I don't like, know I much about the natural wine. Oh, I mean, it's I don't. It's amazing at Carter's. It's, I mean, the wine list is just beautiful. Mm. Like, it's so 
incredible. Um, and yeah, I just found that. And I, I when when we first opened, I said like, look, I don't know loads and loads about wine, but what I do want is I want people to have that feeling. I want people to be, I want whatever we've got on the list. I want you to be able to talk about it at length and with passion. Yeah. yeah. And I want people to feel that from you. Mm. Um, yeah, because that's one of the biggest parts got, of you know? the theatre of going to a really nice restaurant is the sommelier just like singing and dancing through. Totally. Your yeah. I mean, it changes wine. it. It's like. It's just another level. I mean, you can cook a really, really great dish, but then if you have a beautiful wine with it and you've got that theatre mm. beforehand as well, I think it just takes it to a, you know, but it does take it to another level. It's, it's yeah. important. I definitely important. didn't appreciate it enough. I mean, I've always liked wine, but until I opened my own place, and I, I took more of an active interest, like mainly because I didn't want anyone pulling the wool over my eyes or blagging me <laughs> out in front of house. Like genuinely, and I was like, I need, I need to make sure. I mean, that's just my personality that I know that as well that I'm not yeah. being blagged. Well, within one of our first topics, which is about going alone and going solo, I suppose you've t- touched on it. Then there's going to be stuff that you hadn't thought about or gotten involved with until you owned your own place. Oh, God, but I really, yeah. with this topic, wanted to start from the very beginning because obviously you guys worked in some amazing places for years and I imagine had been thinking in the back of your head whilst chopping something up oh I'd do it this way I'd do it that way I'd do it. and then but what I wanted to know as a starting point is when is the moment where you actually turned all the things you thought about into a right okay I'm doing it now that's it I'm gonna stop this it's gonna be my go it's gonna be my own can you remember that like day is it a moment what happened? Uh, I don't know really I don't think I had the confidence to myself it was my my wife now, my, which girlfriend at the time, she was like, "Why don't you do it on your own?" When I was sous chef for Sat, so I don't don't think I can. And I didn't really realise. I didn't listen to her, <laughs> um, <laughs> but I listened to Sat obviously because he knows the industry. Yeah, yeah. Rianne didn't so much, but and so she was obviously supporting him. me. Yeah, and I I just said, "Look, I want to." head chef gig what do you reckon if he'd have said no you're not ready I wouldn't have gone yeah. I wouldn't have, I would have stayed or whatever and he's like no I think you're ready I'll support you and then from that I was like shit yeah I probably could give it a go but yeah. in some ways I probably wasn't ready but it's sort of massive learning curve so then from that conversation that literally was the beginning point of come at this place um, well, kind of, yeah. I had two head chef jobs. So I wanted a head chef job. I wanted my own place, but I didn't want to go straight into it because I was like, I was 27, yeah. um, nowhere near ready at all. It would have failed if I'd have tried to open this mm. then. So I sort of made the mistakes as a head chef and sort of learned my way through there. And then, because um, I think you need to be in control of a kitchen before you take your own place on, yeah. personally. But for me, anyway. What was it like? Yeah, I mean, I, I think even that doesn't quite get you nah, ready. No, I mean, with me, I like I always equate it to like when you hear people talking about um that like their dream wedding, yeah, or something like that. You know, like when people say, oh, "I'll do it this way and I'll do it that, and I'd have this and I'd have that." And I think anyone with any chef with any like level of ambitions, uh, <clears throat> sorry, level of ambition or substance about them, um, will be thinking about what they would do or how they would have their restaurant and what it'd be called and what sort of food you do and blah blah blah. And oh, I want to try this dish yeah, one yeah. day. Yeah. Because even like when you're a sous chef or you're a chef to party, you know the lads that work for me, they come at me, they come at me all the time. And they're like, what if we did this and this? And like we've got a little uh, a commie called Alex from from the Isle of Wight, and he he, you know, he comes up and he like sidles up to you. And he, <laughs> gives you a little nudge he's like chef what about uh, curing salmon in dill and I'm like alright mate yeah let's, let's do it we'll get inside the salmon yeah. and you do it and you've got to nurture that stuff which is very important but everyone has that every chef has that and they're thinking about that all the time um 
and I think for me, like I was always up very upfront, like with Nathan about that. I was always said about how I wanted my own place one day. And for me, it was probably the biggest turning point was probably Great Rich Menu. Like yeah. after doing Great Rich Menu, because suddenly um, you're not you're not Nathan said chef anymore. You're 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 your own entity to an extent. So people are wanting, you know, there's people that, I remember one guy who after the first episode messaged me and said, you know, do you want to come and take over this country hotel? Um, really? You know, 70 grand, 70 grand a year on the table. I was like, wow. I was like, you've, you've literally watched me for half an hour of very, <laughs> very edited television. Yeah, I was like, so you kind of start thinking, well, maybe this is, this is the time. And I was talking to Nathan and I was like, you know, I kind of want to break out on my own. I was like, mm. but at the time, all that was about was was creativity yeah. because I had an idea, I had a vision. I wanted, I wanted my own name, I wanted my food, I wanted my music on a stereo, I wanted <laughs> my chairs, yeah. I wanted my tables. You know, I wanted, sound like a bit of a control freak at this point. But yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> I want yeah, these chairs. Yeah. When yeah. Paul was saying about the wine, I was like, yeah, yeah, that's that's me, man. <laughs> yeah. No, um. And I just I, I remember saying to Nathan, I was like, look, because I, I I was in a slightly different position to you. Sat like I'd been a head chef for Nathan yeah. two years at Capital, two years in Cornwall, um, so I'd I'd run kitchens already. And I said, like, look, I wanna I wanna do, I want creatively, I wanna be in control. It's like I don't care about being the business only. Like you own it. Like own it. Like it's fine. You can take all the profit. Just pay me a wage. Like wow. it's fine. Um, and he said. No, like I don't want to take the money out of your pocket, but I will help you to do that for yourself. Like I will help you to be that. Um, So yeah, I mean, I'm sure for large part of this podcast, I'm gonna say how great Nathan Allo is. Like yeah, yeah, like justifiably so because. You know, I can't get enough of the guy, but like, yeah, you know what I mean though? It's like, you, you get to the point. And I think it's interesting what you said as well, because like, you need, I think you need someone. I think more, I think there's a lot of people fall by the wayside because they don't have that person yeah, to that say like, go you for it. believing in you. Yeah. 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 And most people like, they talk themselves out of it and they'll yeah. go, yeah, oh, well, I'll go, have, yeah. yeah, like, oh, I'll go, all right, well, maybe I'll go be a head chef at, like, some whatever two-rosette place mm-hmm. in the back end of nowhere because, like, it'll be fine. But, you know, and Sat Baines, Sat Baines of all people, when he says to you, I'm going to go, yeah, no, you should go and be that. You're like, fucking right, <laughs> then. The I will. Yeah, like, I will, yeah. Sat. Like, yeah. And I was the same with Nate. I was like, all right, well, I'm not going to, like you know pass up that opportunity I'm not gonna like prove you wrong yeah, yeah. so you, you go yeah. for it you need that yeah you do you do Def- definitely help me yeah and I was like I, I enjoyed the job so much it's genuinely still my favourite job I had so much fun learned so much progressed because Sat was like he just let you just come up with ideas and he challenged you intellectually yeah. so he wouldn't just be dictating like this is how you do this this is how we do that you know like you were saying with your guys the commies could come up with ideas or he'd ask the commies opinion on something and so you're hurt so it just excels you and you probably you have a higher staff turnover in some respect 
specs with that, but in yeah. a good way because they're going on to do yeah. something else. But you just yeah, you're really sort of nurturing them. Well, we talk we talk a little bit now about mentors more, and we'll come back to some of the restaurant stuff later. When you're talking there about like sat pushing you, what is the like the relationship like on a working day with them? Are they driving you like hard all the time? Are you having to come to them? Or did it work differently? Because like, um, obviously these guys are mentors to you, and like you said, like you feel like you owe a lot to them. So what was the day to day relationship like with those guys? I mean, I don't know. It's probably different for me and you because you were like, obviously Nathan wasn't there day in day out, was he? You, your own kitchen, no, at yeah, capital it was, and stuff. yeah, capital and, and yeah, and back and in Cornwall, it was come in and it was slightly under, different, yeah, yeah. And but we've we've sat. It was this open what it was five days a week. He was there every day, even if he was just on the pass. So you know, he's just on you, riding you, pushing you all the time. Yeah, constantly. Yeah, because yeah, like set timers to sweep the floor every twenty minutes, like for the whole kitchen. Really, and then every hour, like break down clean because we didn't do lunch at the time. So what he. So he used to ride us during prep. There'd be no lunch service. You'd come in at eight o'clock and work through, but there, there wasn't that buzz in the kitchen because there was no lunch to get ready for. Yeah. But dinner, so everyone's just naturally kind of like ambling through their a bit. prep. Yeah. So he's yeah. like, right, the kitchen's closed at one o'clock. We close Tuesday lunches. <laughs> it's like it's harder get, when you honestly have lunch. everyone's just milling about, <laughs> breezing through, and then it gets to five o'clock and you see everyone's yeah. running. <laughs> that's, it's, that's exactly eight hours. That's exactly <laughs> Oh, yeah. It takes right. longer when yeah. you've got more time. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's rubbish. So he'd be like, he'd set timers, like, and on the hour, we'd have to completely clean down, clean your benches down, go smash the pot washings, we didn't have a pot washer, and then, you know, sweep the floor, mop the floor, leave it five minutes, and you're like, oh, fuck, I need to get on, I need to get on. So that pressure's building up. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, the kitchen's closed at one today, you've got to be done, you've got to be out. So all of a sudden you've got a time scale, and you've got to be out, and you would be. Yeah, definitely. Was he had all day, he'd take all day. Was he yeah. the kind of guy, though, that, um, like, he would just lead by example, or would, you, would he be, like, pestering you for like he'll be like why are you doing that why is it like would he be like really vocal or do you just like lead by um, example oh yeah he leads by example he's a proper grafter and uh, he you know he shows you the way he'd be on you but he'd be proving it as well by doing it yeah what about Nathan would he like be get hands on with you guys what was he like in the kitchen yeah he's the same I mean the thing was with Nath when when I was working for him when I was a head chef for him he had three four restaurants always yeah so his time was split it's not he, you know he wasn't as as hands on in that sense of like he's in the kitchen every day mm. because well sorry I'll, I'll rephrase that he wasn't in the kitchen with me every day but he's in the kitchen every day sure. like every day he's the hardest working person I've ever met yeah most professional person I've ever met yeah um and you know when he's there he's on the pass he's, he's working with you and you're like I think I think with with us we always sort of we knew his status and we always thought of him as like he's just this legend yeah, you know like on comes a in. A yeah and he, yeah. he was like massively and he would he would come in and he didn't need to say anything he's kind of like he's a bit like Paulie and Goodfellas like you don't need to move yeah, yeah. because you just move like yeah. Nath never needed to tell you off he never needed to tell you to do anything because you just do it you, because you res- because of that respect and yeah. and more than respect because I've always worried sometimes when you say respect like people are scared of, of that person but because of that like love you just want them to do you want to do well for them like you want to you want to make it right and and yeah he really he really pushed you and I remember I remember the first uh, ever dish that I came up with from scratch 
I'm saying it's Nathan, and I was you bricking I was, it. Yeah, I was. I was. I was bricking it. I thought like I, I thought it was nice. I was like, yeah, it's quite, it's quite a nice dish. Can you remember what it was? Uh, yeah, it was uh, steak. It was beef tartare, um, but it was cured. It was cured with seaweed because um, you know that connection, like truffle and seaweed. Uh-huh. So like, I always thought like. When you toast seaweed, it tastes like truffle. So we cured the beef, and we used a we used a really cheap cut of beef called um, it's from a box eater from the shoulder of beef, and in right in the middle there's a there's um, a, a muscle called the dimer muscle, and if you take that out, it looks exactly like beef fillet. Wow! But if you cook it, it's it's know. tough. Have you, do you, have you no, I've never used it. So it's really really tough. But yeah. if you if you chop it down. Um, it's beautiful as a tartar. So we just did. It was. I mean, it's not. You know, it wasn't a massively like complex dish. Yeah. No, it wasn't. I mean, it's not. It not groundbreaking. But like, we cured it for a little bit in seaweed, and then we did it on some. We made some seaweed homemade seaweed bread, and we just did it on the toast. And uh, he was like, "That's really clever, that." You know. And I was like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I felt. I just felt good. Like I just. Oh, and yeah, it was nice. And it's, he's got that nurturing and like. Even before that, like there's times where you would, you would try out dishes with him, and like more like, when you're working for a chef like that, you you know you're cooking their food, so you you can't go too rogue, you can't yeah. sort of go off off the cuff, and like it has to fit to a certain style, but still they they are like they want you to they want you to have an influence because. Nathan always said it he was like I can't just come here and go right this is the recipe do this because I'm not here all the time so you you have to believe in it and it has yeah. to be mm. it has to be like you have to have a level of influence in it you have to have a level of creativity there because sense, otherwise yeah. it doesn't it doesn't it just doesn't work like it's just cooking by numbers and it will just yeah. it will just go wrong like it will just not be right so it, you know he it's like that kind of they give you that free reign but you're but you're there you're that safety net and I think as a young yeah, chef you know the boundaries totally but yeah you've got free reign within that yeah and I think it's a nice space for you guys to operate at the yeah. time growing and learning do yeah. you know what like we're the ones that benefit the most from it like I I, I, I saw a lot of young chefs who were like 26 27 which was the age when I was a head chef and I don't know about you, but I can always, I feel like sometimes I can look at a plate of food and go, I can guess this guy's age because they don't. <laughs> yeah, really? yeah it's because, is, that, is that right? That's because, totally true. Mate. Because yeah. they don't have the restraint. Is it because they've they got go, herbs around the edge of the plate? It's that. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, if they're like 60, yeah. <laughs> no, like, if, if, no, because it's like, I call it like six degrees of separation cooking. So you go like, right, so let's do a lamb dish and lamb goes with mint and mint goes with this and this goes with that and blah 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 and by the end you got a fucking mandarin on the end like it's you know what I mean like it's just they, because they don't have anyone going no rain it back stop that like yeah. and and that that's what that's what Nave gave to us he would let you have that free rain but he was there if it wasn't quite right and yeah. they, would, they would pull you back the other massive quality of any mentor is obviously they aren't afraid to call you out in your shit and because you respect them like you said they you sort of have to you have to take it so can you remember instances where either you not necessarily fucked up but like didn't go to plan or you tried something new or you got a bit above your station and they had to knock you down a peg or two and that was part of the process did that happen to you guys how many yeah. fucked up stories do you want <laughs> I've got loads really man. what yeah no, did he um, come down hard on you no, uh, actually, never. I've never heard him raise his voice. Really? Um, I, sh- I mean, a chef to have never raised his voice, that is pretty... Never, never, ever heard it. I've, 
I've seen I can't think of like I couldn't imagine Nathan Raven raising his voice no. it just gives you this look like it just gives oh, it's really? like oh, it's so like when your mum says I'm like disappointed it's like honestly physical. yeah yeah honestly it'll go like that and he's like do you know I'll tell you I'll tell you the worst one right the worst one of it was we went to uh, we did this hospitality action dinner no sorry um, action against hunger dinner yeah and it was uh, at Hawksmoor and there's five chefs and one does canapes one does starter one does fish one does meat uh, one does dessert and it was Brett Graham did canapes Bruno LeBay did the starter Nath did the fish Kaufman did the meat and Claire Clark did the dessert so it's like some nobody's pretty much no one like. <laughs> Never heard of and Nath was like right get all that turbot we did turbot on the bone with um, grilled leeks and warm tartar sauce it's like Nathan classic all over <laughs> and uh, it was 120 covers and he was like right seal off all the turbot get it like nearly cooked and then we'll just flash it through at the end and like I sealed it all off and I'd not really worked like out that like because they've only got like just for ovens and we had these like normal gastros and they came up and it was just wasn't cooking it just wasn't getting hot and there was just plates stacked up Bear Coffin's like are you in the shit I was like yeah I'm in the fucking shit <laughs> and they just looked over at me and I was like Fun. And I was like, genuinely, like I felt like I might, still I felt like I might cry. <laughs> but like he literally just looked over and he was like, he still didn't raise his voice. I don't think he even said anything. He just gave me, and I was like, you just know you fucked up. You, you know, know. you fucked. But yeah. do you know what? Right, you work so much harder for people like that. I've yeah. worked for people that shout at you and they scream, and I'm like, do you know what? Fuck off, man. Like, I, I, I don't care. Like shout, shout it. I'll take a shout in. But when it's like someone that you respect and you love, and the way I was thinking, I was like, Nate brought me up here over all the people that work for him, in front of Kaufman, Claire Clark. Brett Grant like I'm here like I'm representing this and I'm going down like an absolute lead balloon <laughs> and I was like tears. I need to I need to uh, tears not really maybe no who's crying not me no um no uh no, I didn't cry. <laughs> <laughs> I actually didn't cry. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. No, no, I didn't. Show your vulnerable side. Do you want to be someone you're not? No, there I, know, I know there's nothing wrong with crying. I just, <laughs> I just didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, but... Um, no, and it was like I, I, I would, I would, do, I would have done so much more to to earn that respect and that um, that and have that like love reciprocated than to like. Yeah. You know, avoid a bollocking. Mm. I don't yeah. like people that avoid bollockings. I want someone to actually believe. And I, I, I've obviously got that instilled for me from working with Nathan because that is the way he's always worked. And that's and you've you carried know, that's on. why he's never raised you, his voice. Do you think that's how you are with your guys? I would like to think so. I don't think I'm as good at it as Nathan because I do feel like every now and again I lose my temper. Yeah. And I would. I. I <laughs> Don't laugh over there. <laughs> no, I, I do, and I would say that that is more um, a shade of my personality, and it and it's more to do with my lack of control of situations. I feel like I only ever lose it when I feel like I'm just out, like out of it. So I, I, do, I, I never want I never want that to happen, mm. and I feel like it's it's rare. It is rare. Yeah, you feel but worse feel like, after, don't you? Yeah, no, I don't. I, I hate it, man. Like if uh, if I get stressed or I get annoyed or I raise my voice or I snap, it's I feel like 
it's I feel worse on myself than I think they do. Yeah, yeah, I get I, that. I, I want I want people to have what I had, like yeah. that nurturing environment. And I feel like it's me that's <laughs> fucked it up. <laughs> Apologising so, immediately. Aren't yeah. I? No, I You're doing it wrong. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. I, yeah. I didn't mean to shout. <laughs> no, like I, I'll say something and then afterwards I'll be like. Look, this is why. And you know what I mean? It's a follow-up. It's never like... Yeah, that's true. I think there's sometimes there's people that just want to, like, break people. They want to shout and they want that. There's that old-school kind of mentality. It's not, you know, it's not like that. I think everyone... I would like to think that I'm I'm fair in any criticism that I ever give. Sometimes Mm. I just possibly go about it in in a little bit more of an extreme way than I I need to. But that's only down to me. That's only because of my own flaws as a human. What what about you, mate? Did Sat come down on you because you got a bit big for your boots or something? No, never that. The the things he would always be harder on me were was if other people were making mistakes, which I didn't understand at first. Yeah, so... Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, if I'd be... I might be down in the other kitchen in the prep room and one of the lads is like, I don't know, fucking burnt something and made a mess. And he comes down to me and gives me shit. And I was like, I didn't get it. I didn't get it. And it took a while for it to sink in. And what he was doing, he was teaching me to be on everybody. and on wow. every, So he knew... This is a compliment, that is. Yeah, yeah, so if he was in the office or he was out doing something or in a meeting, he knew I had his back and I had John near chest back because he was just drumming that into me that that's my kitchen when he's not there so you just you take the reins because at first I'm thinking well I'm not getting another bollock in because of that twat yeah, or because yeah. he's burnt something or he's blagging that's something clever, or whatever that's a clever lesson it is man. and it's coming down to me so he Mind wouldn't games. Yeah, yeah it is but it, <laughs> nah. it works you know so he's not going round and like micromanaging everyone and having a go at them all he's coming to me or to, to John and then we're getting everyone together and we're getting it sorted out and then I'm thinking okay how can I get ahead of this so I'll be going around checking all their fridges before service because I know Sat's going to have a look and he will find something mm. so I want to find it first and then it it, was, like it always game, worked yeah. out great if you found it and he was walking in so you'd raise your voice a bit like I'm on this yeah. <laughs> um, so, and then you just you didn't you didn't say anything you just walk past you dodgy in their fridges on purpose yeah. like planted it <laughs> yeah just knock everything over like. <laughs> Sats, you wouldn't believe what's going on in here <laughs> what I found golden boy yeah. <laughs> got a proud nose yeah. <laughs> what about the uh, what about now then so like Tom said uh, there are aspects of what Nathan did that made him want to be like that with his staff even though it was sometimes hard to curb do you find things sat did with you meant that you are like how you are now with your stuff yeah definitely because like it, the easy thing to do say if I don't know the pot washer's doing something wrong or a commie's doing something wrong I could just be chasing those guys around all day wasting my time so I'll just say to, to my number two or my number three look what they're doing why are they doing that they're letting you down Wow. Rather than do me you put doing it like it. that? If you don't mind yeah. me asking, do you just say they're letting you down yeah, over your, there with that? Your mate's letting you down there. Yeah. Wow. And they're just, they, you see them getting frustrated. And oh, you see myself, how I used to get frustrated. I'm not having to go anyone, not shouting everyone. And what I'm doing is making them accountable and responsible for it rather than them thinking, oh, it's all right, Chef's got it. Mm. Paul sort it out because he's having to go at him all night or he's the picking up his stuff. Because it's his place. Yeah, yeah so it, it just spreads the accountability out and the responsibility. Responsible, uh, That's so interesting. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to know Nate, if Nathan and Sat heard this, what their reactions to the influence <laughs> they've had. Because they probably don't know or realise. They might listen to this. They might, well, yeah. Just, yeah. Shouldn't have said that, should I? <laughs> <laughs> going back to the whole restaurant thing then so when you, you first go out you've got you're armoured with all your mentors thoughts 
do you sit down with a blank piece of paper and go, right, we'll start with a name. What are we going to call my restaurant? Like, what is the first port of call? Is it a destination? What's the... um, for me, the name was the hardest thing. Was like, it? We didn't even really worry about that. And then it was like, shit, what are we going to call it? I, I think you've spoken about this to me before, but I don't think we've talked about it on the podcast. Where did salt come from? What is the story? Um, I don't know, I could get all romantic about it, but it's quite simple. I wanted something very punchy, one syllable that was direct. Again, simple, like the food is. It's not overcomplicated. And I like salt, but I was sticking it with other words. And like me and my wife did like a mood board and all these different things, and nothing was working. And then her best mate said, because we had like salt restaurant, salt kitchen, and salt something else, and it just wasn't sounding right. And then her mate said, just salt. I was like, yeah, that sounds great. Mm. And that was it. Is that, really? that, that simple? simple? Yeah, nothing like romantic or silly about it. But it works for our food, and you know, we focus on the purity of flavour and. You know, salt and you've got the pure. little salt pot on the table. Yeah, we, we have to put salt on the table. It'd be weird if we didn't, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah. What about you, Cornerstone? Uh, that was like this, almost a starting point. Was it? So the like, name first. Yeah. So yeah. like, I had the name first because it's like it's a song that I like. So I was like, Art- Arctic Monkeys track. Yeah, the Arctic Monkeys track. So like. I just always liked the name of that and I remember hearing it it was in I remember it, it the album came out in 2009 and uh, I went to Reading I went and watched them at Reading Festival and I remember hearing that song and I remember sitting in in my car on my split at the place I worked at in Cornwall and I was like so oh, that's all right that name for a restaurant <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, and at the end it's the, the end of the song so he goes through all the other places and then and he finds it in the cornerstone and I was like you find it in the cornerstone like that's good that so yeah. I remember that was that was the thing that was before I knew anything about the concept I wanted or anything it was really? kind of so that was so it, yeah, so it's, yeah it's, it's almost the opposite way around but yeah yeah, yeah the name the name was the name was uh, was easy for me and there's things like it's funny you talk about mood boards and that because I remember because I'd had such a clear vision of the name I remember when when we started coming about with the restaurant and that and uh, someone put me in touch with their friend they're like they're really good for like brands and branding and brand management and I was like alright sweet and I didn't have any money or anything and uh, they put me in touch with this guy and he was like I was like what I really want is just like it's just the word cornerstone just written quite nice yeah. and they were like as dumb as that sounds <laughs> I was like look I just kind of want it just written nice and the guy was like okay yeah I've got this vision oh okay. no did he, have so, a, did he have a black polo oh mate honestly <laughs> yeah he had a black polo and round little round Harry Potter glasses and oh, he had I a beret on poor man no, Steve Jobs no, sorry <laughs> no um and I was like Right, and, and he, he was like, yeah, I'm going to do you up a quote. So he got me this quote for £8,000. No joke, £8,000. Yeah, eight grand, right? And he was like, yeah, so we need about six hours of uh, brainstorming for mood boards. Oh, and I was my like, word. What? Just pop on PowerPoint and get a word out. On, honestly, okay. what I did, <laughs> I was getting a tattoo done a couple of days later, and Jordan, who's the guy who was doing them at the time with Thrift Street, I went, Jordan, how long do you think it would take you to write up Cornerstone in like some nice tattoo writing? And he went, and, I don't know, a couple of hours. I was like, but if I pay you what it would cost you to do it in a tattoo, and I give you a free meal, much? 200 quid. Wow. And I was like, and, and I'll give you a free meal when we open. I was like, can you just write this up in a nice letter? And it's funny, we, we went uh, that the, is awesome. the other That's day. Wicked, yeah. the, in fact, yesterday, we asked the caviar company to put our logo on it, and they were like, we actually need it in a high res image. And I was like, I haven't got that because I just had it from a drawing. 
<laughs> I was like, no, we'll probably, get, we'll probably have to pay eight grand for that now. Oh, <laughs> that is you know pretty what I mean? badass, though. An Arctic Monkeys title, and then it was designed oh, no, by a tattoo artist. Rock and roll me. That no, is awesome. <laughs> no, but like, it's just, there's so many things. I mean, you must, you must know it as well. Like, there's so many things where, like, you just pull little stops out because you just yeah, you can't can afford, you can't afford to do anything else. At the end of the day, as long as it looks nice, nobody's going to give a shit if you spend eight grand or 200 quid. It's not going to affect the taste of the food, is it? I think a lot. I think a lot of it is, is as well with stuff like that is living to your means. Yeah. So like to, to bring it back to Nath, Restaurant Nathan Outlaw is literally Restaurant Nathan Outlaw written in Times New Roman yeah. on Microsoft Word. That's the, that's yeah. what he told me. Like it's literally that right with yeah. the Macrotel, which probably came after that. But you just live to your means. Like I didn't have eight grand, so I spent two hundred quid. If I'd had eight grand going spare I probably would have spent it because like someone said to you that's what you need to spend but if you haven't got it you just yeah. you just you, you, mm. you don't like you, and this food it's like, like I was speaking to someone the other day and they they, they they bought um, and sorry for listening to this you know you are oh, but I was like um, they spent £2,000 on a set of scales what <laughs> weighing scales what, what the two weighing? grams <laughs> Pete you shouldn't Pete you shouldn't have two done micro that micro milligrams yeah. I, was, I was like fair, I mean they're lovely scales <laughs> they're like, better be they do that something else two grand shit. yeah I want to drive them home with it like for two grand can you weigh an elephant on it yeah. <laughs> mate you can weigh lots and lots of weight apparently yeah. But it's just like oh, I've never had that. Like no. I've never, I know. I, so you just live to your means, like. So yeah, I didn't have I didn't have money to pay for Brandon, so I asked Jordan, Jordan Baxter, to get it done, and he did it. And he's look, it, it's part of it, you know. Definitely, that was one of the questions I had. Was um, when you first start out, you don't have all the money in the world to do all this. So were there any yeah like shortcuts that you had to take or things you didn't expect to come up, and you just sort of not botched shopped it, but just did it on the fly? And yeah, the whole restaurant really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We had um, we inherited our restaurant. It was a tapas before, um, and the furniture's not great. It's okay, but obviously, in my mind, it was like get the product and the service right. We'll worry about the rest later. Yeah, substance over like style first. Yeah. yeah, so it was like family and friends were in sanding tables, oiling tables of, of an evening because we had three weeks to turn it around and only like. Couple of grand because I, well, I had a bit more, but I bought another one. <laughs> <laughs> nice bought some scales. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we sanded the tables down, just painted the walls, like just whitewashed them. Yeah, did, there was like a, there's a big um, uh, chalkboard on the wall, and so I don't want to rip it off because it might just fuck all the plaster. I can't afford to get all replastered and decorated. That's still there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Just, they used to write specials on it. Yeah. yeah, so my wife handed that big because we didn't know what to do with it. And yeah, she just hand drew that and it, it works, it's nice. Right. So rather than take it down. And we're not going to have specials that we're going to stick on that. So, <laughs> so you just, just putting four pound fifty. Yeah, what about you? Were there any other like little things you had to say, oh god, I forgot about that? Oh, just to... Honestly, like, how long have you got? Like, really? Seriously, so many things. Like, for example, we it's talking about things on the walls. Like, the walls are really bad. It's like, Oh, you know, it's quite industrial looking. I mean, we did it from shell, like there was mm. nothing there. So all we did was just go to like Hackney Wick, mm-hmm. where the restaurant is. It's yeah. like a very arty place. We were like, look, it, we just put like a thing on Facebook, like anyone want to hang out some paintings? Really? We'll, we'll, we'll put a price tag on them and like sell, try and sell them for you to the guests. Yeah. 
So now we've just got all of these. Like, do well, they're just saying on they rotate because it's wrong. Yeah. Oh, wow. yeah, yeah. There's, a couple, there's a couple that I've I've bought myself because I really like them. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, that's that's what we did, and like it's just part of it. Like it's nice that it changes. How do you choose the ones to put up? Just whatever. I mean, you know, whatever fits with. Yeah. We try not to say no. Yeah, that's so like, an awkward one. Yeah, like, bring a massive painting, and you're like, yeah, oh, that's lovely. We um, <laughs> we, what we usually say is send a little full portfolio full. because you can't just have something just mental that's <laughs> just out of nowhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it needs to look. It needs to find a fit. To sort of get that attacked in the canvas is like yeah. a woman with like their eye being stabbed. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh. See, I like that's one of my favourite. <laughs> no, but, but you know what I mean. Like, so so it has to fit. And, and yeah. in fairness, people are quite respectful of that. And they're yeah. like, you look, we can't sure, have that. Yeah. yeah, we can't have that. So um, no, there was there was that. I mean, what else? Oh, the chairs. So so our chairs. Um, half of our chairs have been donated to us by Andrew Wong, um, whose restaurant is incredible, amazing chef. And I'd only met him once, I met him at the Michelin Awards um, the year before, the last year I was at the Capitol. Mm-hmm. And he just wanted to start, and I just said hello. Yeah. And then he put up a thing on his Instagram, like, oh, we're getting rid of his chairs. Um, and he sent me a direct message, like, do you want them? Because um, they were getting a refurb, and I was like, "Well, how you know how much?" He was like, "Just have them, just have them free." Wow. Like, we're, we're, what a legend! Yeah, yeah. absolutely legend. He has like seven hundred quid pop or something like that. It's always franchise, amazing. We had to get them like touched up and redone. But I was like, "What do you want from me?" He was like, "You know, if I'm ever around, just sort me for dinner and." If, if you get the chance to do the same thing someone else, do, do it. Yeah, pass it on. So, yeah, yeah oh, legend. I mean, yeah, absolute hero. Like, it probably saved me like five grand. Yeah. You know, like, it, it got, and it's just, those little bits of luck are just so, so handy. I mean, the furniture we've got from, a lot of the furniture we've got in the restaurant, in terms of like, not tables and chairs, but like, you know, there's a grandfather clock, which was, like my nan's, it was like a wedding present that she had when she was younger. Um, I remember it from my house I've grown up, so that's in the corner. And there's some plants, because she was big on like, she had a big conservatory, so that we took some of the plants. Nice. Our waiter station is a like writing desk. Really? There's a mirror at the top that my granddad carved, like yeah. by hand. Oh wow, that's so, like, so Yeah, cool. do you know what I mean? Like there's little things like that, it's just like, you know, it's a great story, yeah, yeah, but like, yeah, we could have all love that stuff as well. Yeah, like, but if like, you get the chance to share that with guests, they, that makes them love the place yeah, more. Yeah, but like, more than that, like, we needed stuff to go there. <laughs> yeah. So like, it's, it's, nice, <laughs> but it's nice that it's got a personal connection, but we need, you know, we needed something, so, you know, it's, it's nice, yeah. I think, um, I mean, you guys, uh, before we move on to TripAdvisor reviews, like, you guys are, uh, Fairly similar sort of like trajectories, just at different times. So both huge mentors, head chef jobs, and then get your first restaurant. You got your start last year. That's a year out, nearly a year ago. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, it was a year on the first October. Yeah, yeah mental. Um, you just won a massive award, best restaurant in London at the AA Awards. How yeah. did that? How did that, that feel like a massive win for you and your team? Like a real, like I've arrived now. This is my own restaurant. I've got an award. Did that um, mean much to you, or was it? Uh, yeah, I mean. You know, the funny thing about the AA one is, 
and Paul know this from, from Rosettes, is they tell you a long time before. Oh, yeah. yeah. So you kind of, we, our post comes at like 12.30, one o'clock. So we were all in the middle of service yeah. and we got this letter and I was like, I opened it and I was like, oh, hey, hey, like, I was like, lads, we've got like best restaurant in the year in, in London. And everyone was like, <laughs> did you deliver it like that? Because I've been like, did we? Did I like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, honestly, like, uh, just come like that. I was like, oh, this, this, this is amazing. Everyone's like, yeah, yeah, so we're sending up two places now, but um, so they're all because they've all got their heads down. It's, it's like, like in June oh, or something, isn't it? Wow. Yeah, it's, it's really, really oh, long really? time before. I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah it's, quite, it's quite a long time before. You've got to keep it quiet. That's yeah, rubbish. Got, yeah, I imagine an Oscar moment where you're all there, sat there, like, yeah. wait, like waiting no, but to that hear. Comes, that comes later because then, like, you, you, you're building up to it and it's like, Hey, hey, it's like it's black tie, and you kind of get in there, and then once you get in there, you're like it's like twelve hundred people, yeah. and you're looking around, and you're like, I've got to get up on that stage, and I start getting all nervous. <laughs> yeah. Why am I nervous? Like, no, I've won. Like, <laughs> yeah. Practice like a disappointing yeah. face. Like, I know. Yeah. 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 When you get a speech out, because you know you're fine. Did you get a speech out? No. Oh, you don't yeah. get a speech. You just have to do. I always try because I'm, I'm the worst. I do like that Chandler face, like the really awkward photo face where I'm like. We were doing that earlier in here with these yeah. massive lights. I was yeah. like, yeah. 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 like, uh, so I was like, don't go, dick, don't go, dick, don't go. <laughs> Um, I'm a I'm miserable. I'm thinking it. Massive dick. No, no, I haven't. But, um, Still laughing, Karen. No, uh, so, so yeah, like, and then and then you're at the thing. Sorry, I'm just thinking about my mouth. No, um, you're, but you're but you're there, and like you come off, and you've got this award, and then afterwards, everyone goes up for a drink. And it's like, there's this absolute legends coming up to you. You're on more than their shipping hands. Like, carriage comes up, like, claw bodies there. And these are people that, like, you've looked up to for years. These yeah. are people that you knew about. You knew about them when you, they knew fuck all about you. Yeah, and you're yeah. no one. And they're, like, going, you know, well done. Like, congratulations. Yeah, it's I love what thing. you're doing. And you're, like, it's mental. And you don't realise the magnitude of it until that point like that's the point when you realize mm. yeah and like that, that yeah so no it was huge and we brought it back and like it's a, it's a really small team at Cornerstone we've got like five chefs in the kitchen we've got about six people out front how many colors is it in the restaurant uh, we do like 70 on a busy night okay. it's a big it's quite yeah, it's, it's quite, quite a busy, place. It's a busy yeah. place yeah it's a busy place but like Everyone wants to take a picture of it for their Instagram, everyone's doing it. And I was like, do you know what? Like, I'm really proud that they're so proud. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's it it means a lot to me, but it means even more that it means a lot to them. Yeah. Because yeah, like, you know, I was talking I was, I was talking about it today, like, I want people to be proud. Because I was always proud to work for Nave. <laughs> so like I want people to be proud like that as well. So to see that, it's like, you know, today. Um, coming over here, like I'm in service tonight, obviously, and I've been looking at like the guys have been putting stuff about what they're doing on Instagram. You know, well, one guy, Alex, the guy that I was talking about, I've seen these posts and pictures of like all the dishes that are going out, and I was like, Do you know what, like they're actually taking the time. I mean, they shouldn't be on the phones in service, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell them about that. Yeah. But like, 
I'm, I'm, ch- I'm, I'm chuffed that they're like inspired. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're like and they feel part of it. Yeah, exactly, and they do, yeah, exactly feeling part of it, and it's so important, and and they should feel like that, and they, I, I really hope that they did with that award because I probably worked not the least hard, but like they're the ones who are like slugging it out in the trenches, you know, they're the ones mm-hmm. doing the prep and the mise en place. I'm kind of swanning about as the face of it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't get wrong, like, I picked like, like kilos and kilos of crab today and I opened 60 scallops, but like they, uh, they're the ones who are like, they're, they're day in, day out and they've got to do it. And it's like, they're, 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 it's, not, it's not theirs. They don't own it. They don't see a share of the profits. They just take a wage. So yeah. to know that they're that into it is yeah. it's an amazing thing. And those awards just reinforce that. They really do. A moment for the team to share. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's theirs. It's theirs. It's theirs more than it's mine. Yeah. It's, it's the restaurants. It's never ever. In fact, like with the AA one, it was weird because. Um, when they announced it, they called it Cornerstone by Chef Tom Brown, and the person who oh. that was on the that was on the screen, and uh, which is the only time I've ever seen it described as that is when you get an Uber there. <laughs> so you get an Uber there, it's called that. Yeah, it's never been called that. Never That's called so it. Funny. And then uh, and then the lady just said Tom Brown. The winner is Tom Brown, and I was thinking. It's not though, it's gone. Like, it's, it's a restaurant. It's a yeah. restaurant. Yeah. I, haven't, yeah. I haven't done it. Like, it's the restaurant. Like, uh, yeah. It's only you that be thinking that. Yeah, that one would be out. But I was like, no, like, yeah. it's all. I know, I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Well, let's bring us all back down to earth again with some TripAdvisor review, shall we? I genuinely can't remember the last time I looked at it. Last time I looked at it was. But it's because someone sent an email, this big long email, just like just before I posted this on Tripadvisor, I just want you to know all this stuff. Oh, and I was okay. like, right, I'm channeling my inner Gary Asher now. <laughs> <laughs> I, went, I went through every point, and it was things like, I, looked, I, I went through the CCTV because he was like, we were rushed out after such and such time. After that, like, and I was like, <laughs> and I, I was like, no, you weren't. You left. At this point, and like, I was like, and then I was just looking to see if they were right. The last, I remember the one true one true advice I had was like, great playlist with the Smiths and the German. <laughs> Shame to see a load of chefs with untoned, non gym toned tattooed bodies. And I was like, oh, that's only me. Oh so my god. So I think, and I read Tripadvisor, I was like, surely this is fat shaming. Surely this is a little bit of body pressure. I was like, this is making me feel really bad about myself. Please take it down. They were like, no, no, we don't think it's harsh. I was like, what? Oh my and I was God. like, what? What fucking relevance has that got to anything? I don't know, Paul. Love the food. Yeah. Three, three out of five. Yeah. Love, love, poor food's nice. Shame the chef's a fat shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. That's fine. <laughs> okay, this is a game. But they have to decide whether it's a review of one of their restaurants or someone else's. Do we have first or second? I don't mind. So look at the screen. Like, I've not ruined that one. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. Not that. Do we have first? Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to read Paul a review, and it could be your restaurant, of course, okay. or it could be somewhere else. Okay, no. Here we go. One star. It's bad. It's bad. Yeah. Couldn't cancel. 
is the title. I can understand why a restaurant might want to have a small cover charge for late cancellations. However, I paid hundreds of pounds in cover charge, which is unbelievably excessive. I nicely explained our problem, but we were not given the chance to use our reservation for another day. What an arrogant place. Terrible service. This restaurant won't survive in this down-to-earth part of town. Charles Dickens Is that Cornerstone or something? Sounds like one of mine. I've had so many of that. Yeah, that person's been to me. What do you reckon? I don't know. The hundreds of pounds part, they're exaggerating clearly. And I don't imagine you've charged on hundreds of pounds, but I don't know. Yeah, was that Cornerstone? Cornerstone. It is Cornerstone. How much was it? I bet it was a fair price. They put in brackets what it said, so I can tell you what they put in brackets. Do you want to say first what you think they put? We charge for. um, It's a discretionary charge. Yeah. And it's on the day cancellations or no shows. Forty pound a head. That's a bargain. Yeah. That's cheap. Enough. I don't think they that's bad. They put one hundred and sixty quid. Yeah, I fucking remember. She's a prick. I remember that woman. She wrote as well. She was like, my, my husband. No, she is a dickhead. She was like, she was like, she went. She was like, she went as well. Oh, my husband is a journalist, a well-respected journalist for these publications, um, and I'll make sure that he hears about every, each of all of our friends about this. I was like, tell your friends, man. Like, honestly, oh, man. I remember it. And, and as well, Mrs. Lady, we told you repeatedly, we've, we've sent a confirmation text, a confirmation email, a confirmation text, went through loads of process, literally told you over and over again, she cancelled that table. No, she moved that table once from a time earlier. It was a lunch booking. She moved it from half 12 to two. And we told her that if you, you know, this, just say no, and she still didn't turn up. So wow. whatever, man. Jokes on but that. I'll tell you what, right? I'm not going to talk. She can come and have a look at my rent and my overheads and tell me that it's fair for a 40 year cover restaurant, 40 year seat restaurant, sorry, to turn away 10% of their business for nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she can, she well, can do one. Mrs. Lady. This yeah. is why they're looking for Why are we <laughs> Sorry, mate. I'm sorry. Positive. I'm not a broad and Sorry, yeah. right. We'll move on. We'll move on. Right. We'll put the, uh, let's put it on the other foot. This is this, Tom, one of the reviews of Souls somewhere else. Okay. Three star. It's not us. It's too good. Nice but not a Michelin star. I should start by saying that my husband and I live in London and are fortunate <laughs> enough to eat at a lot of Michelin star restaurants, so my standards are high. <laughs> I thought this place was fine. There were two standouts for me from the menu. Overall, it took three hours to consume. I had a virgin mojito, which seemed to lack at least two main ingredients. Probably alcohol for a start. If you're in the area, then I'd recommend it as perfectly nice. 
reasonably priced place with some good dishes, but regardless of the Michelin sign outside, I'd temper your expectations. <laughs> right. That's good in for a freestyle. <laughs> <laughs> is that salt or somewhere else? Uh, two things to say. The biggest clue is we don't have a Michelin star, so it's obviously full. Uh, no, this could be number, anywhere. This number be anywhere. two, or number two, fuck TripAdvisor. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I, I, it's, it's not us, so salt, I'll say salt. It is salt, mate. It yeah, is it's quite salt. recent, that one. It was quite recent, it was it's like, like a week most, ago. The most self-important one I've ever <laughs> It's the bit about London, like, she know, like, you can't know, you're out in the sticks, mate, you can't know what good food's like. Was, was that not on Google? It was on Google review, yeah, actually, I had to get that one. on TripAdvisor, but on Google review. Did you not read my reply? No! Yeah. I didn't see a reply! Did you not? No! Yeah, oh, I'm just going to be able to get Wi-Fi quick enough to be able to get... We'll do that next week. Yeah, we'll do your reply. No, I'm sorry, mate. Tell me now. I know the reply off my head. Go on, go on, go on. Of course he does, honestly. Do you reply? Because he replied once. I replied once. This is the best reply I've ever written. Go on. I can't take this review as seriously as you take yourself. No. Keep getting Mrs. Lady. Do you want to get into it? Honestly, he replies all the time. You can't have. I did style. start, but I just I was like, yeah, I'm just gonna give you one liner. I'm not getting <laughs> into said, it. He said, she said, I stopped looking. Yeah, I, I, I think it's wise. I think it's wise. I stop looking at it because it's just like. I, I, mean, feel, I, feel, I feel like. like I feel like what I've done is you're like a recovering alcoholic and I've just given you a drink. Yeah. That's what it feels like I've done with reading. Yeah, I mean, and the alcohol as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, um. No, I'm like. Why do they do it? Oh, like, yeah. Do you know what I always think with it? I just think, how much time did it take that person to write that? And like. Surely there's something better to be doing. Like, no, no, there isn't. I think that's like, it. I think maybe that's banging it. your own face into a wall. <laughs> <laughs> like, do anything else. Yeah. Do any. Do literally anything else. Sit in silence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you know better. You like nail on head. They don't have anything better to do. That must be the case. Well, they've got so much self-loathing and hate for themselves. I need to put that out just to like. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, right. We'll be back. We'll be back. We'll draw a line under it like it never happened. There's no line. Um, do we need a top up, by the way? Do we want any more drinks? I do. Beer over there. Right, this is my favourite part of the show. Time for boiling point. Uh, this is where our chefs tell us of the real heat of the kitchen. When have you lost your shit on someone, or someone has lost their shit on you? Uh, I still don't know how Paul manages this because it's a different story every week. But, yeah. um, I'm actually losing track of them. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I've said, said that. that. I've said that. <laughs> Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Mine's pretty oh. long. Oh, go, on. Yeah. go on then, go on then. Hopefully, so, hopefully it was morbid as last week. The, um, this is over about three or four days. Oh wow. over a few weeks as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So sit down, have a drink. <laughs> get cozy, sit back. I'll keep it as short and succinct as I can. Go on. So, um, obviously High Street Restaurant, we've only got one access, which is two front doors. Yeah. So our bins, like most High Street restaurants, have to go out the front. There's no choice, really. I would no, love to fucking story. do something else, but no, it's good I can't. Story. <laughs> yeah, that's this is the second bin story we've had. Yeah. Yeah. The first time he was rummaging through with marigolds to identify yeah. his bin it was. <laughs> Unbelievable. That was in the back of the place. Sorry, go on. 
Yeah, so we wait until all the customers are gone. It's a Thursday night, so they'll, they'll be going out tonight, but all the guests are gone, we put them out the front, and then they get collected, what, early in the morning, and they're put in at eight in the morning. So like, we do the best we can. Yeah. And then, you know, it's not like we're putting bin bags out there, like shops do, where foxes are gonna eat them. Um, so one night I was in the pub, the windmill over the road, and one of the regulars just having a pint after service, and then the part-time girl come running over and she loves it customer from another restaurant shouting at me having to go about the bins because she was coming out and sort of uh, closing the door. So I went out, he starts effing and blind at me, who the fuck do you think you are leaving these bins out here? So I'm like, what? What do you want me to do? I was like, walk around any high street in the country and it's going to be out the front overnight yeah. or bin bags or whatever. Yeah. I'm going to report you to the Herald, which is the local newspaper. <laughs> oh, cutting. Not the police. Not the real local newspaper. All right, carry on. And then, Big one, we know about the Herald where I'm from. Oh, you do, yeah. No. <laughs> Definitely not. Just Sorry, And I said to him, um, well, all right, give me a better idea and I'll do it. He's like, you shouldn't do it, it's fucking disgusting, all this. Effing and blinded. So I obviously, you know, responded. Yeah. In his a few choice words, <laughs> and then he was videoing me, and he was like, "What have you got what? to say to the camera?" I said, "You're a cunt." That's what I got to say. <laughs> yes. Oh, crap! Like, because he was like swearing up to me, and I weren't going to be squared up to by this guy. Like, you were looking down the lens for his eye at this point. I had one on each. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and anyway, it all died down. I was just like, just go away. Well, yeah, just leave me alone. I'm having a pint. Bins are staying there. Anyway, a few weeks go by. Yeah. Um, come in on a Friday morning, and um, like the veg, my, most of my suppliers have got keys because we don't like stuff being left outside, so they bring it in for us. Uh-huh. Um, so, like, the two veg suppliers weren't here, the fish wasn't here. Oh, so no. strange. What's going on? So I phoned him, so I'm not like these guys to be late. And the woman said, Yeah, my guy said the key wasn't working. I was like, Oh, that's strange. And then the veg guy come back round, because they're only around the corner. And he said, Oh, the key wasn't working, don't you? I said, like, Someone else said that. So I went out and look, and there's all this like, residue around the keys, and then dribbled down the door, and then on the floor. But like, somebody had super glued our fucking locks. But this yeah, is that's that's less sort of mental, no. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, it was being super good. <laughs> so the key would work. The front door would, so people could get in, because it's a proper old school lock, and like, super good work, you know, yeah, yeah. that. Um, but the suppliers don't have that key. So then I've, like, CCTV, let's have a look who's, who's doing this. Going for it, going for it. But I can't wait. Are you, like, excited or Yeah, I have no idea. This could have been anyone. I wasn't going back to this boat. <laughs> And then it's half three in the morning. Someone walks past, and I knew it was him straight away because he like, looked at the bins and was like, "Because <laughs> 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 it was just Thursday morning, face Yeah, like, <laughs> like Churchill. <laughs> <laughs> he looked at these, looked at the bins, and I knew it was him because it was a Thursday night. He's waiting to get himself all wound up again. 
And this guy's in his 60s, like, and he's getting up at 3.30 in the morning to walk into town. Oh my yeah, God. No one else is super glue. in my fucking in morning. No one else is that owns super glue. Like, no one else owns super glue. You buy super glue, you use it. Yeah. There's only a 60 year old man that owns super glue at 3.30 <laughs> in the morning. Yeah. Two chips. Two chips. Yeah. Two so chips. he went. Where did he put? Did he dispose of one in the bins you put out? I think he did actually, yeah. Wow. That shows me. Really sure it was super glue? <laughs> <laughs> Still the best CTV. Yeah, fuck around my phone. I'll tell you later. So what did you do next? So yeah, I watch it, and he looks into like because he's like looking in the restaurant, getting all angry, and there's a camera on his face, and I was like, yeah, fucking got it. Love it, baby. So then I found out his name through another restaurant he goes to. Sort of proper detective work. Got there, found his name. Uh, oh. Name the restaurant and that, and then um, I can't wait to find out. Then I've told the place because I've just lived a lot with this guy. Don't you know what I mean? When I had to go, the locks changed, it was just hassle. Then all the veggies left, changed the menu for lunch because we, we were in the shit. Um, and then I'm just like the police, like, well, we don't know his address, so we just know his name, and that's it. I said, like, okay, whatever. And then we went on holiday a few weeks later, come back, I'm sat in the front of the restaurant and we've got a big bay window at the front. I was doing some paperwork on the computer and I saw someone walk past and like people always stop and look at our menu board, but this guy stopped, looked at the door very quickly and carried on, which was weird. Ooh. So it's him, dog. Legged it. Have you? Yeah, just followed him. <laughs> he didn't stop to think about it. Like, Mr. Such and Such, Mr. Such and Such, he looked at me and his face just dropped. And I was like, I just want to know why you vandalised my property and sit through my doors. And he went, how did you know? I mean, what, what, what do you mean? What do you mean? So you just said, how do you know? Phone comes out. I'm filming you for my solicitor. He's <laughs> yeah. okay. Hello, Mr. Solicitor. I'm just wondering why he decided to super glue my doors. I'd like to know his address and then blah, blah, blah. And anyway, so I've let him go on and then followed him out. Yeah. Yeah. Like, walked, well, like, yeah, I was like a ninja. I was like hiding behind the cars. I've been thinking about my story this and it is shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliant. I'm on the edge of my seat. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, there was so, no way I was letting this go. So, what, you followed me into his house? Like, what do no, you know? No, it gets better. Okay. So, I'm like, oh, James Bond, I'm hiding behind these cars. You're not James Bond, Bond. Bond. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. That's the closest style I was thinking about like, James Bond when I was doing <laughs> put, a t- put a tux on, especially. <laughs> Just, uh, yeah. And it's like Old Town, which is like over here, and you've got like loads of, loads of uh, terrace houses and stuff. Mm. These are it's a you know, it's a man in Old Town. <laughs> <laughs> we can get this eventually, we can get this, God. And I had to keep a distance, and I saw him go into a house, but I couldn't work out which house it was. So I went and just knocked out one of the three. I thought, it's either going to be him or somewhere else. So this random guy answered and I went, oh, is, uh, oh, I thought this was such and such a house. But no, he lives next door. I was like, oh, no, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so I've run back here, run back here, topped up an invoice for changing the lock. So just a cracker one. I know I'm not getting my money. I just wanted to like put the shit to something. Yeah. Nice envelope to Mr. Such and Such. Did you glue it shut? <laughs> I should have glued his letterbox. And I just poked it through his letterbox, knowing that he would open that and crap himself. I told the police he was there, they just went around and had a chat with him, and that was it, that was the end of it. Oh yeah. my word, mate. And I saw him yeah, look out the window, I was like, yes! <laughs> oh, yes! 
Come back in person, I'll tell you the guys. Like, yeah, yeah, I found it. That is amazing. It's small you picture. Are, you are, it's not, that is the lengths you go to. It's just, you never <laughs> fail to amaze me. Just, I'm like, get relentless with it. Oh, I'm getting crazy. Have you seen him again? Nah. No, that's it. No, that's it. it. I think he's moved away. <laughs> <Yeah. more. laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> Tom, ever chased anyone down the street? <laughs> uh, no, I think they were called at the end of the night. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, my, I haven't got anything quite that elaborate. That was brilliant. It was crazy in that again. What about on you? Is there like, any stories of, like, you witnessed stuff in the kitchen that people um, lost? Yeah, I mean, there's loads of in the kitchen ones. Like, there, there is, like... Um, but the one... I mean, that the one that you're telling about, I'm really glad that someone else has got that much pettiness about it. So we've got um we've got an our, our cooking range is like really small so we've got like a little oven, we've got a four burner induction, we've got a plancher and a grill and a fryer, right? And the other day um the the induction broke two hobs of it just oh. like split in two sides right so I rang up, I was like, look, we need someone to come out. The guy come out, it was like, it needs this generator, blah, blah, blah. Like, we'll get someone to come out and fix it. And we can manage without it, like, it's, it's been all right. And then I was phoning them up and I was like, chasing them. I was like, look, why, why, why has this not been done? Like, why is it not been done? Anyway, so um, then uh, they were like, oh, well, we sent the part um, and you received it. And I was like, I haven't received it. And they were like, no, we've, we've had it signed by Mr. R-Ray-N, like R-A-Y-N. And I was like, okay, <laughs> they didn't work for me. Oh. So it's gone somewhere else. And they were like, right, because um, it's been signed for. And I was like, yes. <laughs> Do you want a list of my staff signatures? Like, yeah. <laughs> it's not here. Yeah. And they were like, well, I was like, can you just send another part and make the delivery, please? And they were like, well, unfortunately we can't do that because... I was like, because what? Because you think that I've... <laughs> like, seen some mastermind plan to like, sell this 500 quid generator to who? Like, who yeah. the hell is going to buy that? Except me. Yeah. And I want it. Like, so why did you send it? And they were like, well, no, so... All right, well, fine, we'll send it. We'll send it straight to the engineer. Engineer come out the next day, turned up in the middle of service. He was like, all right, um, I'm in to see the generator. I was like, fine. He was like, do you mind if I take this uh, induction out the back? To it? I was like, that's fine. I was like, and I lent, and, and they're like, they're, they're the free face sockets, they're underneath. Mm. So I was like, right, I'll, and I can't remember whether you twist them up or them. So I was like, they're, they're under there, mate, like, get them ones. And he pulled one of them out, and he picked the finger, and he was trying to pull it out, and I was like, oh, no. there's two plugs. <laughs> And he went, no, no, there's one. I went, there, there's a, I can see two wires. <laughs> I've looked underneath, it's still plugged in. He went, oh, yeah. So, oh, no. so I took it out, took it out of the back. He's fitted the thing. I went, is it all going all right? He goes, I don't really know how these work. <laughs> and I literally said that. He was like, okay, well, this is highly expensive electrical equipment. <laughs> No problem, mate. So he was like, I don't know, how's this work? So he put it back in, right? This is, bear in mind, this is all during service. All <laughs> oh, during service. No, oh, so then he brought it back in, put it in, and he's lying on the floor, he's plugged the thing in, and he's lying on his back like that, and the whole thing just went bam, like that. And he just went like that, and I was like, 
fuck is wrong you? And he just there was back and just went out. I'm alright. And I was just like, the induction's not. I was like, what, what have you done? Like, I was like, what have you done? Right, so at this point, I was like, even I'll take it out of the back and see what's wrong. I went, you, it's, I'm pretty sure it's your fault, but okay. So then I rang up the company and I was like, look, this guy, I don't know if he's alright. Like, at this point, at this point, at this point, he told me, I'm not having a good day, you know. Oh my god. What, like, what, what have you been drinking? Like, you, anyway, so he's out of the back. I found out the thing. I was like, this guy's not alright, man. It, it, his boss rang him and he came back in the restaurant, we're in service, and he comes up, he's like at the door going like this. Oh, and God. I went over there and he goes, um, did you ring up about my company and I, to my company about me? And I went, yeah. And he goes, oh my boss is on the phone. Can you talk to him? Oh, I looked at the phone and I saw Bazza. Bazza. <laughs> so I'm gonna talk to Bazza now. <laughs> If there's ever someone to fix this problem, it's going to be bad. So, so I'm not sure about this, you know, I don't know if he's alright, I don't think he really knows what's going on. He was like, don't worry, he's been in the game 25 years, blah, blah, blah. I was like, he was like, I can pull him off the job now. And I was like, the thing is, mate, like, he's already broke it worse than it was broke. So if you pull him off the job now, we're in a worse situation than we're in. And I really just want it done because we've been waiting for this thing. It was three weeks between the, like, them sending it oh, and RAM selling it for crack money <laughs> between us <laughs> getting the new one. So I was like, all right, I'll just let him finish, see where he gets to. Hopefully he'll do it. Anyway, so he plugs it back in don't work, he's like, oh, someone else has wired it up, blah, 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 all the rest, so I was like, right, okay. And so I was like, what are you gonna write down? I was, I was like, write down in your report that we need a new one. And he was like, no, I'm gonna write down that you need a new generator. I was like, you just put the generator <laughs> in oh, that was brand new and it didn't work. So why are you gonna say that we need a new one of the thing that you've just replaced? Like, that doesn't make any sense, does it? Like, as I go in, we put a, we fix the crack and it still leaks, so we need to do the crack again. Like, it doesn't make sense. Like, just tell them that they need a replacement. It's under warranty, I know it's under warranty, just tell them. Anyway, so like, it's carrying on a couple more days. So I'm on the phone every day because I don't let stuff like like that go. Like no, you can't. on it. All I, the my sex chefs don't let stuff go. <laughs> <laughs> like, on yeah, it. Anyway, I rang up this company and I was like, and it's between the company that sold it to us and the company that makes the thing. So it's like, so I'm going back and forth, and uh, this lady was like, I phoned her up and I was like, look, mate, come out, blah blah blah. And she went, well, the last time you rang me. Um, you told me that you weren't going to pay for any more work that we did and that you would never have anything to do with our company. And I went, no, no, that was about the dishwasher. I was like, if the dishwasher was broken, I was like, you are just saying that to me because you want the moral high ground and you can have your time, but this is a completely different situation, so it just shows your company shit. <laughs> So I was like, anyway, same bit. I was like, she was like, right, you need to ring Lean Cat, blah, blah, blah. So I rang them. Yeah, anyway, well, I didn't care that I said the company fucking cat. <laughs> and then I was like, anyway, so, so I rang 
them up, and then they were like, then they were like, oh well, he says that someone's tampered with it, and I was like, yeah, that was him. That's why I rang up and complained. Oh my god. Like, and they were like, no, he's saying that someone's done something, and they were like, has anyone else been to see it? I said, yeah, the other company have sent someone out to to have a look at it. Um, at one point when it was broke, and they've done it, and then I rang him again, and I was like. I rang the lady and I was like, look, can I just, can I talk to your manager, please? Because, like, she kept just giving me these, like, politicians' answers. Like, it was just like, yeah, every it's... time it was like, I was like, you're not saying an answer. Just say, like, just tell me when it will be fixed. Wow, the time that it takes is probably, and I went, can I talk to your, to your manager? And she went, I'll go and ask her. So she, I was like, she was like, can I ring you back? I went, no, I'll hold. She went and asked her. And she was like, she actually can't speak to anyone. I was like, she's not the fucking Wizard of Oz. Nobody sees the manager. No, nobody. Let no help. He's like, fucking shit, some pissing themselves. <laughs> Ali comes up to me. He's like, I'm using that. <laughs> Next thing, I'm going. I'm losing it, man. Like, I'm absolutely losing it. I felt a hand on my shoulder like that. Yeah. And it's Francesca, the shining light of Cornerstone, the most important person there, the lady who's all the bank accounts are in her name because she won't let me have a credit card because she knows what I'm like. She goes, I'm going to buy an induction. Yeah. Please hang your phone up. Wise <laughs> words. And I was like, no, because she was like, hang your phone up. Oh, wow. I was like, fine, but I'm right. <laughs> That's beautiful. Um, right, to finish off, uh, any quick little home cooking hacks or myths to dispel? We've had some great ones this series so far. Have you got anything for us, Paul? Yeah, one that, one that would be great for you, actually. Oh, go on. about bananas? Oh, fuck's <laughs> sake. <laughs> the only food I don't like. Yeah, I don't know. All food and rice, can't hack bananas, no. Yeah, did you know, like, this is something, I don't know if everyone knows it, but everyone's always surprised when I say, don't open them at the top, open them at the bottom, it's much easier. Is it? Yeah, oh. you know you've got like the bit where it's obvious to yeah, open yeah. it. Turn it around, open it, it opens much easier. You know, sometimes you do it and it squishes. Yeah, it does. Open the bottom one. Yeah. Because yeah. Hayley still has them a lot, and yeah, I always open from the top if I'm doing something with them. Yeah. Yeah. And then if you've got an excess, stick them whole in the freezer and just leave them. Like, then they'll get black, but they'll stay lovely and sweet inside. Oh, really? And, um, you can use them for smoothies or banana bread. We have got a black banana in our fridge right now that's going in the freezer. That sounded yeah. horrendous. That does taste really good. Well, slightly more, um, like, on the same vein, if you open a tin of baked beans on the bottom instead of the top, it falls out straight away. Yeah, this is the first one you've ever done. Was that the first one? The first one you've ever done. No, it's good. It backs it up. We have all the evidence. I had so many people message me like, wow, it's just my life. Yeah. Okay, here's a side note on the banana thing. Did you know that in the wild, when a monkey eats a banana, they won't unpeel it from the top, they open it from the middle, and they open it from the side like that. Yeah, they open it like that. That's bizarre. That's true. Get the camera on that. That's true. You're like, 
Idiots. What are they doing that for? That's a hack for everyone. Wonderful. Beautiful place to leave things. Thanks again to Guzborn for providing us with tonight's nightcap. You can order straight from their website. It's guzborn.com, at guzborn on Twitter, and at guzborn underscore wine on Instagram. Uh, wherever you are, however you're listening, here's to you for a night, great nightcap. Thanks, Tom, for joining us. Thank you. Us. Thank Thank you. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. Cheers. again for downloading the nightcap and if you love listening as much as we love doing it spread the word and help others find it by leaving a rating and review on itunes via your podcast app and for the price of a cup of coffee a month support the pod on patreon at patreon.com forward slash the nightcap we're giving away signed menus from paul's michelin star restaurant on there as well as that we're giving you an exclusive opportunity to come and have a meal at salt before sitting in on a season three recording that's patreon.com forward slash the nightcap. You can also listen again to all eight episodes of season one via your podcast app. And for more content and videos, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the nightcap underscore pod. Enjoy.